is the Rams Review Podcast. Discussion, insights, interviews and analysis. All passion, all Derby County. The Rams Review Podcast is proud to be part of the Fan Hub 100, where fans come first. Right, hello everybody and welcome to the Rams Review Podcast and I'm delighted to be back. I've missed the last couple through uh, a bit of an illness, so it's nice to, uh, not COVID, me personally, the wife had it. I didn't, luckily, um, but I haven't, haven't felt great over the last two or three weeks, so Corey's been filling in, and it's a bit of a change because Corey's not with us at this moment in time. Uh, he may well be in a little bit later, uh, but I'm delighted to say for a second time, and it's great to have you back, Carlo, uh, from the Red Report and other Barnsley bits and pieces. Uh, how are we doing, Carlo? How are we doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Jason. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously, you're... You, you normal, you normal, uh, you normal man, Chris. We're not sure if he's if he's turning up or not. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure he will. He's generally late anyway for everything, so I'm fine. sure he'll join us. I'm sure we've got plenty, plenty to uh, plenty to start it off. Obviously, Carlo, we've just we've just kind of been talking just off air there about you know bits and pieces, um, and you you were saying you looked at Derby's rules, and obviously I looked at Barnsley's for this, and you know Barnsley so far twelfth. Uh, we, I know we spoke last time. We, we, I think we all agreed that you know Barnsley been been doing pretty well. And obviously, after we we previewed the Derby Barnsley game, and just before that international break, and I think I, you know I, I'm more than happy to hold my hands up and say that Barnsley fully deserved that game uh, against Derby. Fully deserved the result, and we may well have gifted you you know one of the goals at least. But the, their overall performance, and uh, as we've just been mentioning, it, it was probably not that game in particular, but it was after that game. That was Koku's last game as Derby manager because of the international break and things had to change. And I know that last time we all spoke that, you know, it, from a Derby perspective, it, it needed to change. And I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit later, but I want to focus on on Barnsley. Um, obviously, you know, looked, looked at the fixture list and it has been pretty much, from what I've noticed from November, it's been win one, drop one, lose one, win one, lose one, yeah. but, but there's not been really any pattern to it. So, you know, you've picked up a couple of good results uh, and then probably ones that you were hoping for a little bit more. Um, and I think I saw there was only one draw between when we last played that you, I think that you've picked up. Yeah. So, you know, it has been pretty much win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Now, yeah, I know from speaking last time, Carlo, it, you know, Barnsley probably haven't got the expectations of being playoff contenders, but, you know, you're in 12th at the minute. As that is that is that consistency obviously really hampering Barnsley at the minute as well with a negative goal difference I notice is is it that being able to pluck because we know in this league you you win three or four in a row you shoot right where you know right up there is that the only thing that's kind of holding Barnsley back at the minute? Um, I think I think it is about consistency. It's still a very very young squad. Um, I think that shows that yesterday our I suppose flagship signing or whatever you want to call it is a, is an American player from the MLS from Orlando. Yes. Uh, Daryl um, DK, it's spelled Dyke, but it's DK. That's how he wants it pronouncing. Um, mm. who, who broke into the, uh, the USA squad? He was um, a rookie of the year, which is obviously very impressive. Um, in MLS, um, but he looks like the sort of player. But he's twenty, and it, it shows mm. that Barclay don't veer away from that model of young players who we develop them. But I think that in itself sometimes um, uh, can hinder that consistency a little bit because they are young, they are still learning. We, we've had issues playing against the top sides in this league. We had a fantastic December and then we played Norwich, Swansea uh, and Watford in a row. Um, and, and obviously Swansea we lost 2-0, Watford we lost 1-0. We lost against Norwich, but then we beat him a couple of weeks later in the, in, in, in the FA Cup. So... It's um, it's it's still a learning curve. And listen, we said in we beginning of season, mm. I just want to compete, not just survive. We're in twelve. I'll take that yeah. today. And if the yeah. season finishes, that's fantastic. And I think what you have to do to remain, because um, you always want to strive to be better. So now we're looking at what what needs to change. What do we need to do to go from twelve to maybe eighth or seventh? You know what I mean. And I think mm. that's about consistency 
And I think about some of our players who will, will do well, but just not chipping in with the goals. We, we rely yeah. on Coley Woodrow. Um, you see that in the stats that we've got. If you look at the top scorers for Barnsley, Woodrow's got 11. The next person is Mowat on four. So, um, playoffs, listen, this league is so tight. Anything can happen. Reading ran away with it and, and look where they mm. are now. Um, you know, we rolled some teams off and they're coming back in it. Um, if we, if any team can get a consistent run together of, of you know, three or four without a loss, then it, you're still climbing in the table because it's so close, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. And to be honest with you, just looking at Derby's um, fixtures that we, we was just mentioning, you know, since Wayne Rooney took over, um, we, we've played Swansea at home, beat them 2-0. We've played Bournemouth at home, beat them 1-0, you know, we beat Bristol City on Saturday. Now, you know, people might turn around and say that, well, you know, bad day at the office for those sides, but I don't think every every single time is. And I think you're quite right. This this league is tight, and it is. Is it the tightest because of the you know the lack of quality? I suppose that can kind of be argued. I mean, Norwich for me personally must be sat there rubbing their hands at the top, thinking, well, you know, who's gonna who's gonna challenge us? Because nobody, even Bournemouth themselves, you know, I know they've obviously when we played them not last week, week before, they'd gone into a bit of a rough goal scoring patch and you know we're struggling to pick up results so it, it, it is still anybody's really but like you say there I mean from a bond personally for me from a Barnsley perspective and I, I know we mentioned this last time I think they've done really well I mean Barnsley in 12th in the championship is you know fantastic really for, for Barnsley and for the fans and uh, like you, you say there's some, something to build on absolutely something, exactly. something to build on yeah we've we've not given him the style that we play that remains the same Ismail, as a head coach, demands the very best. You know, you, you take your last breath on that pitch and if needs be, you do it to cover one of your players. Um, and it's interesting as well because um, you were absolutely right. We were win a couple, lose one, win a couple, lose one. Um, last two matches are the first two draws that Ismail has, has, mm. has achieved as a, as, a, as a Barnsley head coach. 2-2 um, two, two against Cardiff. And people say, it's not bad, you know, at home, Cardiff, 2-2. Two, two. But we were 2-0 up. So... Refereeing is hopefully something we'll talk about later on, but two nil <laughs> yes. and then it feels like you've lost three points, although you, you gained one. And then nil yeah. nil against Forest. Um, now Forest is, um, I, I, I don't know, lots going off at Forest, and I thought they were there for the sort of for the taking almost, but you know we we couldn't capitalise. Um, and I, I think it, it's a weird one because. Squads have not changed that much, even from last season, because of COVID. There's not mm. many players available. People don't want to do that whole moving stuff. And so um, it's a very interesting... It's a shame the fans can't be there, of course, but it, it's a very interesting league because you, you look at the match and you just can't call it. You can go by who's in front of the table, you know, who's on top of the table. But if you look at, um, you know, Derby playing Bournemouth, lots of people will have backed Bournemouth on the accumulators, the coupons and everything else. And... Derby go and win at 1-0 and I suppose that's why the Champions League is like um, any sorry the Championship is unlike any other league anywhere else isn't it yeah I mean a point that I want to come on to in a minute you know we talked with transfers and you've just mentioned there you're right team, teams a lot of teams haven't changed massively um, and obviously as we saw yesterday and I'm, I want to ask you about Barnsley's transfer activity yesterday I mean we brought five in um, a couple of those from, from the Championship uh, and literally, it's just it's just like a rotation around the squads. I, I, I saw a stat yesterday um, after the transfer window closed. You know, I think seventy one out of the seventy two football league clubs have got lone players in the in their side currently. You know, and, and that just goes to show you finances, COVID, everything that's going on. And un I suppose, really, unless you're really lucky, you know, you look at the likes of um, West Brom yesterday. I thought they had a pretty decent transfer obviously getting Niles in from uh, Arsenal you know that that could prove to them for B to them you know perfect but you drop it down to our level Carlo you know those those players probably aren't going to be available on loan all that often Derby have uh, as I say they've they've signed Lee Gregory they've they've took a punt on uh, uh, what's his name now I can't think where his name is from middle uh, from Man City who's been on loan at uh, Patrick Roberts for all, he's been at Middlesbrough we've we've got him yeah. in um, and then basically we've we've took a punt on three young loans from uh, Man one, one from Man United, one from Everton, and then we've had a bit of a favour from Stevie Gerrard up at Rangers uh, for a centre back, uh, the uh, Edmondson, the lad who used to be at Oxford. So you know they're not household names really. They're not. They've not got 
too much championship experience. I know Roberts wasn't necessarily playing at Middlesbrough. Uh, I mean, really, Lee Gregory is the only one that Derby's really brought in who's got any sort of experience in, in the championship. So, of, of course, it's always a gamble. Yeah. Um, and obviously, from a Derby point of view, we, we, hope that, we hope that gamble pays off. But, yeah, th- th- I think kind of Liverpool sum it up, you know, signing Ben Davies from uh, from Preston and, you know, the, the, you know deals like that, they, they just wouldn't normally happen in, in this in this scenario. So um, it's just one of those really. And I suppose, luckily at the moment, Derby are kind of, hopefully, fingers crossed, pulling, a, pulling away from it a little bit. But we are, you know, over halfway through the season now, you know, pushing on any further you know, right where we want to be, I suppose. It's probably beyond this season. So if if we can kind of just glide through the next 15 games, in, it's horrible to say it because of, you want to see football, but if you want to yeah. glide through the next 15 games, try and keep people fit. We, we've lost a couple as well, you know, bringing a couple of youth players to, to, try and, to try and fit in and then see where we are in the summer. Plenty going on in the background at Derby at the minute, takeover-wise still. Um, so we still don't really know. And I know that, you know, we let a couple of people go. I think we've got six loans now in at Derby at the moment. And there's, uh, we, we must only be running at a squad of about 18, 19 senior players. The rest are made up by the academy. And I think at least four of those are out of contract in the summer, which you would think uh, there's not been any news either way at the moment, if, you know, if anything like that's going to happen. A couple of them are getting into the 30s or, or beyond 30. So I suppose it will depend where we are financially, you know, but other than that. So um, in terms of Barnsley's transfer dealings, Carlo, I must admit, I didn't catch. I was, Derby's deadline, deadline day is normally so boring, but we brought in five. So <laughs> I was fully, fully transfixed on, on Derby's dealings yesterday. And I, I did, what did Barnsley, apart from obviously, uh, the lad that you just said there from Orlando coming over from the yeah. MLS. So, yeah, um, Dylan uh, DK has come over. He'll be in the air somewhere now, I think, catching up with the squad. Um, and, and they're hoping, obviously, he'll be in the town. Whether he'll play or not against Derby is another matter, but he came over. Um, Carlton Morris, um, striker, um, I can't say out of favour, a young striker at Norwich was loaned out. Um, we we brought him in. Not seen much of him as yet, uh, because he was cup-tied. And um, it's been bit performances, you know, last 20 minutes, Jacqueline comes off, Norris comes on. Um, we also brought in Liam Kitchen from Forest Green. Um, now, Forest Green have a decent record of, 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 of um, developing young defenders. Uh, Ethan Pinnock was the last player we brought from there, and, you know, he's, he's doing all right. Um, I think he's injured because he's literally not been on the bench. <laughs> we've, we've not seen him yet. Um, Barnsley, Barnsley fans were screaming out for somebody up top. Um, 3-4-3 is the formation we play. Um, Corley Woodrow is 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 doing an uh, enormous amount of work. He's in the centre and um, there's a few, but it tends to be sort of freezer on, on one side, Connor Chaplin on the other side. Um, Connor Chaplin divides the fans, I think. Uh, nothing wrong with his work rate, but he's not really chipping in with the goals. Um, he's been dropped a couple of times, but, you know, appearances from the bench. So we, we needed somebody that can play off Woodrow. If, if you watch Barnsley play and a ball comes in, Woodrow is never on, in, you know, on, in, in, on that penalty spot or he's always a little bit outside the box waiting for that second ball. Um, and I think this this lad they've brought in, this DK, and I'm sure Corey can tell us all because he is American after all. <laughs> um, yes. He seems to be... Um, a very much, you know, he's a very powerful, tall, well-built striker that I think will cause defense problems. Because at this moment in time, Woodrow causes problems, but the rest not so much. If that makes sense. So we mm. have got the players in. Um, a few have left on loan, um, which is is good for their own development. And probably the main, uh, well, not signing, but the main thing for us is you know, Alex Mowat is still a boundary player, which is rare. His contract finishes at the end of this um, this summer. He has been offered another contract, which is up to now is not signed. Um, there was an offer coming that was knocked back by the club. But the, the, the philosophy of the club is if you are in the last six months of your contract, you don't sign an extension. If somebody comes in for you, you will go. We'll try and mm. recoup some money. But he's a very influential player as Mowat. And I think they might have made yeah. a little bit of an exception and said, you know what? We need him. And, and if he goes for a free... 
but we finished somewhere mid-table in the championship. He's, he's done his job, really, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, a couple have been brought in. Nobody really regular playing as yet. Um, but I think, um, oh, the, the, the other one, we had a player out on loan. So the owners of Barnsley own a club in Belgium, KV Ostend, and a club in France, Nancy. Um, at the beginning of the season, we lent out um, to Ostend, uh, Cameron McGeehan signed on permanent, and Toby Sibic, um, who can play um, anywhere in back three. I could play defensive midfield. to Ostend. He's not played a single minute of football. So he was recalled and went in and started the last few matches instead of one of the other um, centre-backs, uh, Solbauer, that we've got. Uh, and and it, it, quite impressive, to be fair. It's got a bit of pace around him. So um, I think w- what we've brought in and, and recalled, we, to me, we've, we've got enough to solidify where that's absolutely fantastic. But if we finish the season 12th, one of the best seasons I've seen for a long time in the championship for us. Yeah, I mean, you were just saying there about Alex Mowat just before. Corey, hello, you've joined us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you in in a minute. Um, Carlo was just obviously brought up the, the the fantastic point from from the lad coming over from the LM, MLS. So I'll let you um, discuss about. But like you said there, uh, Carlo, you know, trying to keep hold of some of the key players, especially when they're running down the contracts. I know we alluded to it a second ago. You, you look at Preston, they've lost two or three in January. We spoke to a Preston lad not so long ago when we played them at Boxing Day, in fact, and they were saying yeah, they'd got five or six at least first-teamers that had not agreed a new contract and they were running out in the summer. So they were fully expecting you know, big changes. Uh, but they were, they were more of the opinion that they would have expected them players to run their contracts down at Preston so they wouldn't be struggling for the next yeah. you know, three or four months for players. But obviously, we know that the, Ben Davis went. We know uh, uh, Pearson went as well. Um, you know, there was a few that disappeared. And it, it could have quite easily have, like I said, with Moet there, it, it could have almost left you in the lurch a little bit. Yeah, um, he's, he's never present, isn't he? Of course, he's captain. Yeah. We have seen... Uh, on a couple of occasions, Ismail taking him off after 60, 65 minutes. And to me, that was a little bit of a sign of, let's say, who can play in that position. Don't forget, beginning of the season, we brought Herbie Kane in, uh, permanent signing from Liverpool, 1.2 million or whatever. And 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 it was almost thought that that would be a natural successor to you know the position that Alex Mowell would leave. It's not really been like that. Um, he comes in and at, at times he's invisible. And I think the problem is, which I'm sure Derby will do as well, Barnsley like to play the ball on the floor pass and move, ball on the floor. And that goes through midfield to where you've got Mowat who's sort of pulling the strings. And what a lot of clubs are doing is that ball goes from their defence over the top and it bypasses our midfield. So he can't be as, influ- he can't be as influential as maybe what he'd like to be. Um, but he's key. Um, he's a leader on the pitch. He's a leader off the pitch. And uh, I, for one, am, am very happy that he, you know, he's still got that red shirt on on, on on Saturday with the investment moon at front because I think he's one of the players that some of the younger ones are really learning from as well. Mm. And, I mean, is it... Obviously, you've just said, there. who knows? It's a bit of a, a difference to the rule normally of Barnsley. What's the chance? Do, do you think it will depend on how of a stronger season Barnsley finish if, if Mark wants to stay? Uh, like you see, he is probably one of the standout, certainly for me, one of the standout people at Barnsley. And I don't think anybody would would hold against him that he wants to obviously, you know, further his career or you know try and push for the push for the highest. Will it depend on where Barnsley finish this year if he's if he's willing to stay? Do you think? Um, I, I, yeah, I, my reckoning is he, I think he might sign an extension now. I think it was also some agents at work saying, "Let's see what comes in." Yeah. You know, let's let's see yeah. what they offer. We know that our wage structure is probably in the bottom third of this division. There are teams with, with lower budgets than us. If, if you look at probably a Rotherham, you look at a Wickham. Um, but it's very much Barnsley for any footballer should be a springboard of that, that gets you into the championship. It's up to you to showcase, isn't it? Um, yeah. Mowitz, Mowitz, I think, always had that pedigree. We've got a midfielder coming through, um, Callum Styles, who was catching the eye of some other teams. You know, we, we got him from Bury um, a couple of years ago and it should be a springboard. So, you know, anywhere between before they get to sort of 25, 26, which is still their prime, they've played, the, you know, good football for us. They're worth a lot of money. We sell them on. That money secures our financial future and allows us to bring the next sort of product in. Uh, but I agree with you. Um, 
in if you look at the Barnsley squad sheet um, and you could pick two players, I think ninety nine point nine percent of people would pick Woodrow and Mowat because I think yeah. they've got that pedigree for this division. And, and I mean the final point on that before I want to bring Corey in. I suppose in some respects, and you say that there was possibly a bid rejected. Testament to the players that they've probably not tried to push a move as you know as well in in the contract situation certainly. Certainly, Mowat's in there. I think that's you know that, that shows a little bit of loyalty, a little bit of respect. I know money talks at the end of the day, and obviously those conversations are for for another time. But you know, fair fair play to him to not pushing, you know, throwing the throwing the toys out the pram a little bit because yeah. we've seen plenty that do that, haven't we? Yeah, so. no, he's not the sort of player that would force a move or say mm. to the club if you don't accept. It was Millwall that came in, um, and he's not the sort of player that will say no. You know, I, that's where I want to go. I, I won't play as a club captain. He takes it serious, and for a lot that came from Leeds quite unexpected um, as a replacement I suppose for Hurrahan. Um he he got sent off straight red within I think it was 20 minutes of his first appearance he's done alright he's done yeah. alright so Corey welcome welcome to the podcast it's great to have you on <laughs> I know you've had I know you've had um, takeover duties um, doesn't mean you can be slacking on this episode, by the way. But thank, thanks for eventually uh, joining us due to work commitments. Yeah, sorry, I was on the um, phone with my agent trying to get on a better podcast. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't blame. <laughs> I'm trying don't to blame force it move. Yeah, well, Ed, I'm just Ed, kidding. Like, when you're, when you're at the mate. best, Jason, there's already the two best podcasts in the world on right now. <laughs> Rams Review, obviously, and Red Reds Report. Jason, thanks for bringing me in. Carlo, how are we? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I am not too bad. The meeting's over, so I'm much better now. I'm out of my little <laughs> collar and tie. I don't look as posh. After this podcast, I'll have to ask you if you if you put a if you put a deal sheet in, Corey, because obviously the uh, the transfer window shut last night. So no, I'm not yeah, having. I, I put it in. I put it in, but the the Back power's unplugged. <laughs> so never mind. Looks like, looks like I'll be sticking around. So you, you yeah, can put me on the transfer the list all you want, but it's not going to happen. So just just to fill you in, Corey, I'd say just um, Carlo was interested in. I'm, I'm sure he's done his research, but just a quick mention, uh, obviously, on their new 20 year old American uh, player from Orlando. And then I know you want to I know you want to touch on uh, touch on the manager. So take it away. Yeah. So Carlo Darrell Dyke, he uh, was at the University of Virginia and then he got drafted in the Super Draft, which seems like a bizarre thing for a lot of Europeans, I guess, um, but it's a way to get amateur players into the MLS. So he was drafted and went to Orlando City, um, and he kind of really kicked on from there. I think he's done quite well, and he made his debut against Trinidad and Tobago actually in the week, which was again very bizarre because America had an international and a non-international break. American soccer does some very weird things a lot of the time, um, but big lad, um, big big um, big lad. I can't confess that I've no. Um, I've seen him play too many times. I've seen him play a couple, so I can't really tell you. Um, but he, he's a big, bulky lad. Um, he run his socks off, and I know from from what I've read and what I've seen about him, he, he's a he's a good kid. He's a good kid, and he, he wants to work hard. And I'm sure he's going to take this move. You know, it's it's a big step up. It's a big step up. The um, MLS is growing better and better every year, and 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 you know, week by week. But to come into the championship, you know, he's been playing men's football, but to come into the championship, um, you know, is, is, is a, is a, is a step up. And obviously to come like to Barnsley, um, you know, is a step up because you guys expect your footballers to be of a certain play a certain way and, and to have a certain, have a certain style. So I feel like he will be a good fit for Barnsley, big target man, kind of thing like that. So, um, and we'll get you in touch with a few of our American guys who cover the U S men's national team to, to get you some more it, 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 details. It, it, it would be good because we, we don't know that much about it. It's ironic that we lost our previous head coach to the MLS who went to New York um, and the much-needed striker we all we were all sort of screaming for and shouting for and hoping for is coming from the MLS. And I suppose the connections that Barnsley's got with Billy Bean, who's got the 10 or 20% stake in Barnsley, um, our um, CEO, uh, Dane Murphy, who played in the MLS and, and has got obviously still contacts there. So I suppose, yeah, that's, that's you know probably worked in our favour. And it's a risky move. I always see it as a risky move because I think the championship is like, unlike any other league, but Barnsley in itself is probably <laughs> unlike any other place people have been before. Um, and that's why they go with this, these statistics. Um, and and if, if players fit in that sort of criteria, then they deem them to be 
a good fit. We need somebody who's fit and who's able to not take a two month adjustment period, but can sort of hit the ground running. And and yeah, the expectation is that that uh, Dylan DK, as it apparently DK is, is DK, preferred, DK, yeah, yeah, yeah preferred. I, 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 I thought you see. I think you will find him. I think you'll find him fit. I mean, he played. He played in an international just last week. So um, obviously, MLS season is a bit up in the air right now because of they have a labor dispute between the players' union and the league. So they could go on strike. So it's not like he's uh, they've not reported back for camps or anything like that. So, but you would assume that he's fit enough in a in a U.S. camp to, um, yeah. you know, get get the uh, be fit enough to play to play in an international. So, you know, I think he will, with his physicality, I think he'll bring us a, a different dimension to, to Barnsley. So hopefully, hopefully we, hopefully he plays against Darby, but hopefully also not because I could see him banging and banging in a goal there and unsettling a few people because of his, because of his, his, his stature and everything like that. Um, but what I want to, what I want to touch on Carlo is um, the manager, Valor and Ishmael. We know we, we, well, actually, before we go on to players, I want to talk about one other one because you talked about him and as did Chris in our first meeting. Um, Maddie James, and now he's at Coventry City. But you guys kind of liked him. I remember from the first time when we met. Yeah. What, what happened there? Um, Matty James. We, I said it before. It's a say. I always use the same. Uh, Matty James in midfield was a Rolls Royce in in a fleet of Vauxhall insignias. You know, they all do a job, but some look a little bit better and, and perform a little bit better. Um, second time alone. Um, it came down to wages, and I think the, the, the club thought that um, because there is a, a structure in place at Barnsley, I believe we were contributing £17,000 a week to his wages, which is way more than the top, um, I think Coley Woodrow is the top earner at Barnsley. I don't know exact figures. I believe his weekly wage to be between nine and 12 grand a week. So to contribute about 17 grand and then actually saying what well, we've got Herbie Kane, we've got Callum Styles, we, we, we've got Romal Palmer, who's a young player. Um, and, and they'd rather put that money into in, into our team um, rather than paying. So, yeah. And in fairness, some people will say, ah, you know, he, he went beginning of January and we haven't won since. We haven't. But we've also played Bournemouth, Swansea, Norwich. And, and, and you know, the, the golfing quality can probably tell. So, um, you know, I wish I wish him all the luck, not when he plays against us. But I'm on the firm belief that he, he's helped some of our midfielders come on, uh, develop a little bit more. But I think we've got enough quality in that department and, and shouldn't rely on a, on a low signing at 17 grand a week. That money can be spent better, I think. So, Carlo, um, Valor and Ishmael, he's not a name that obviously we kind of knew about. Gerard Stuber kind of left to New York Red Bulls. Kind of weird that he went from a championship club to, to MLS, but he's obviously succeeding now or about to succeed, hopefully, at Red Bull. Um, who, who is he? I mean, what, what's he about? I mean, I've never really... <laughs> I forgive my ignorance here, but I think that's probably the way most people feel. Um, Basically, listen, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> Barnsley fans were exactly the same the day his, uh, his name was announced. Um, I've had a half-decent playing career, uh, main, mainly in Germany with, with Bayern Munich. Um, he uh, was the uh, head coach, I believe, of LASK, Lask, who went to the, was it the quarterfinals of the Europa League when they played Man United? Um a game in which new Darby Loney Tendon Mengi made his debut. Yes, Jason, I do do my research. <laughs> and uh, current Barnsley footballer uh, Dominic Freezer played in that much as well, just as a side point. Um, so I think what Barnsley do when they're looking for a head coach is Barnsley know how they want to play football. 3-4-3, three, three, when we're out of possession, it's probably a, like a 5-3-2. A, a um, attacking on the floor, uh, that high press, high intensity, and they look for coaches that use the same system. Um, Standall did, and he, he did it very well. Struber did, did all right. Um, Valene Ismail seems to be like a, a, like Mark III in, in that sort of band of, of head coaches. Um, just, 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 just something about the guy himself. He looks pretty frightening. I'll, I'll, you know, you're not going to go against him in a press conference when we're back at Oakwell because you're not. Um, he, he, you know, his motto is very much, you know, you, you leave your last drop of sweat on that pitch, your last heartbeat if needs be, to cover for one of your fellow players, but you, you, you leave it all on the pitch. Um, he seems a great man, uh, man manager. Um, he, he got some quick wins, you know, he, he came in, I said to call him Woodrow, you're number nine, because A, it says it on your shirt, and that's why you should play, not in that number 10 role where, where Struber had him playing. So playing people in the natural position, Mowat went up a little higher started. So he got the fans on side pretty, pretty quickly and, you know, got some fantastic results. Um, December was a really good month, you know, for us to go away to Chef Wednesday and win 
Um, no matter what they say, and I know, you know, they're not in a, in a good place at the moment as Chef Wednesday, but they do call themselves that massive club in that massive stadium with the massive debts. Um, so to go there and get a result is, is always good. We had a busy December, came back to Earth again in January, I suppose, but he doesn't panic. Um, and I tell you what I like, he makes full use of uh, the new substitutions rule. You regularly see five subs for Barnsley, normally in like a two and a three or a two or two and a one, but he uses his squad. You have to, if you play that high intensity, the high energy, players can't do that for 90 minutes. So when he sees a couple lagging, they come off, people back on, and we try and maintain that high intensity for 90 minutes. So, um, yeah, he's... Um, He's, he's done well. He's done well. He's settled in really well. Results, not immediately, but, you know, he, he, he got some really good results and some eye-catching results, um, but also the performance on the pitch, and, and that's what Barnsley fans are liking at the moment. So, Carlo, <laughs> Barnsley, uh, top half of the championship. I mean, is, it, is, this, <clears throat> is this a promotion push? Is this, is, this, is this the season? Are you feeling it in, I hate to say it, are you feeling it in your water? Is this the, is this the year? I think this is the year for us to consolidate the fact that we are a championship, a championship club. Um, and I think if we can finish mid-table, even where we are now, that for, for Barnsley, with the financial sort of arrangements in place, with, with the wage, the, the, you know, the budget um, sort of limits and everything else, we'll have done really well. And I think um, it'll give Ismail a good taste of, of the teams, the level, the tactics, everything else. So... Uh, my motto was at the start of the season, compete, not just survive. Listen, mate, I can't complain. People would have taken 18th or 19th as long as we weren't relegated again. So I think we've done, you know, really, really well. And I'll take it any day of the week, 12th, that's decent. To be honest with you, I mean, me and Carlo have kind of touched on it, Corey, but just, just to bring you in on it. I mean, I know we're slightly at different ends of the table at the minute, but but I was saying to Carlo, you know, Tonight, obviously, the game against Rotherham has, has been postponed and that would have been a huge game for Derby. If, if they'd have managed to pick up a result there, you could you could almost say that relegation wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and then it, it, Derby probably not going to push on either up, in, up into, the, uh, into the playoff picture. Uh, I'm not saying that they won't, but, you know, it's highly unlikely. So it was a case of just get through the next 15 games with everything going on and... You know, I don't need to teach you, Corey, what's going on at Derby, but you know, get through the next fifteen games or so till the end of the season. Blood a couple of these lads that we brought in on loan because I know there's a couple missing. Uh, sorry, I know there's a couple's contracts run out in the summer. If we can pick them up, you know, if they if they've had a good time at Derby, you know, and all that kind of thing, and then really build in the summer. And Carlo, it sounds sounds very similar to what Barnsley could potentially do. You know, like you say, twelfth in the league for Barnsley. I, I don't mean no disrespect, but that's really, really, you know. Punching in in some respects, it's punching above the weight. Yeah, and you know if if uh, the manager that's just come in, who's in, you know, give him the summer window, which is notoriously easier to bring people in, especially if there's a, again there's a couple of others that may well you know may well leave them and that kind of thing, and they really take a push at the league next season. And I think yeah. I think Derby are kind of looking at that as well, you know. And actually, it's it's great to see that you know Derby and Barnsley. Are, almost side by side at the moment because you know at the end of the day you're still you know six seven whatever seven eight positions above Derby at the minute and you know points on the board matter and but it does feel for both sides it's it's a case of just get to the end of this season as best as you can I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Barnsley can't go on that run but I know we spoke about it earlier top sides are the Achilles heel for Barnsley which, which yeah. Kind of you would expect, you know, again, no disrespect meant, but oh. if, they, if they can, yeah, I mean, me and Corey said for Derby, 12th, 10th to 12th, 8th to 12th, Derby, for Derby this season, obviously it's gone really out of the window. And like you say there, a lot of Barnsley fans would have expected 18th, 19th would be an absolute brilliant season. So to, to, to finish 10 to 12, um, and, you know, I know Barnsley can push on. And one thing I'm, we're going to go on to in a minute is actually obviously the game on Saturday. Um, I've seen Barnsley obviously at Pride Park and I've seen Barnsley a couple of other times I actually caught them against Forest the other day and I, we spoke about it earlier I think they were you know, more, than, more than deserving deserving of, of at least a point obviously that they got and possibly deserved a little bit more and there has been as we mentioned earlier again there's been the results for Barnsley that you know, it, it's only <clears throat> it's only going to take I think uh, that one two just, just piecing those three to two, three results together, 
then you can really get in a role. That's exactly what Derby have done. And, you know, and it's been, in all fairness for Derby's perspective, we've kind of beat the teams we weren't expected to. And then we've kind of dropped points against the ones you would have hoped we'd have picked something up. So it does, it does feel very, very similar between the two at the moment. It is so hard to predict. I'm looking at the live scores at the moment as we're talking. So Millwall mm. Norwich finished nil-nil. Obviously, your game was a better. Bournemouth nil, Sheffield Wednesday one. Okay. Yeah. Coventry one, Forest two, Wickham nil, Birmingham nil. So if you look at the table, you know, Bournemouth should be winning two, three nil now against Wednesday, yeah. but they're not trailing. So this yeah. is where um exactly like you say, you come up against some and you think we're not going to get anything here, and you know, you grind out a result, you play bottom of the table. And they're scrapping for their lives. I've, I've said, I was on a podcast the other day. I said, you know, of all the teams at the bottom, and this is not because I live in South Yorkshire, um, but I, I wouldn't write Wickham off because of their manager. If there's mm. anybody in this land available to get the best out of his players and make it almost feels like there's 12 on the pitch, it's Gareth Ainsworth. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, you look at the life table, and I just think, yeah, you know, Barnsley, we find ourselves in 12th. Um, you know, Preston just above us, Luton, absolutely fine. You look at the bottom, Wickham, Rotherham, Chef Wednesday. I think it's Birmingham Wednesday and Rotherham probably that, you know, that could, because I think Wickham has got a lot of ground to make up, granted. Um, but um, Sheffield Wednesday are notorious for getting a couple of results and dropping back again. So um, it's going to be interesting because I can't call, I can't call Saturday Derby Barnsley. I just, I think no. I can't. We are I think, sorry, Jason, I think you're right, Carlo. I mean, Jason, we've, we've both witnessed Birmingham. They're, they're not great. And they've been knocking on the door League One for several years now. So I think, I think you're right, Carlo. I think this might be the year that they finally take they the could, They could well. Because they are just dire. I've seen them a couple we, times. They're just dire. Yeah. We, we obviously, from, from a Derby's perspective, we, we were in a bit of a shaky patch over Christmas. And we went to Bir- Birmingham and we beat them 4-0. And they looked, I mean, they gifted us three out of the four. Just through really poor defensive you know, mistakes and a Sunday league team would have scored against them. The, the way that they were defending it, it was it was terrible. And like you say down there, I mean, Rotherham, we kind of got a bit of a bad result against them a couple of weeks ago, but Derby don't like to play against those type of sides. And I was thinking, you know, QPR were in a bit of trouble. I think signing Charlie Austin was obviously a, a big thing for them. You would expect he will pull them out of it. We played them, obviously not last Saturday, Saturday the game before, we, we managed to beat them. And actually, Austin, we kept quite quiet, but I know he scored uh, at the weekend and in, in the result that they picked up. So, which was, uh, uh, sorry, last night was at Watford, wasn't it? Where they, where they won at uh, Watford last night. So, you know. Yeah, they won two one away. Yeah. yeah. But again, like you said there, Carlo, you look at the side, you know, QPR, they've got Charlie Austin. You look at the, the other side, they've got players to pull them out of it. And, and I'd agree, Wickham, I'm a bit... In, in some respects, I'm not disappointed because they were always going to be an anomaly in, in the league. Like you say, Gareth Ainsworth, he, he can pull something out. I, I, I think it might be a bit beyond him now, personally. Yeah. But I mean, last uh, at the weekend, they're holding they're holding Brentford two uh, two. You know, up and I appreciate what the score ended up being, but yeah. if they again, I haven't seen if they managed to bring in a couple, you know, a couple over the last two days before the window shut, it's going to take a big ask. But it, it, I think, it is now because there's a gulf in there. You know, there is, yeah. there is a there is a gulf to get there. And I yeah. think with some of the teams in this division, Brentford, just because of the way they operate and the players they bring in and how they develop them, because they've got some really, really good players without the Premier League money. Watford, Norwich, Swansea, you expect to have the funds to, to still have Premier League players on, on your books almost. And, and obviously that's yeah. what we struggle with. Um, but then I think the next, the thing that you might be able to be, if you look at Derby, you just look at your manager and look at the experience he's got, and whether people, whether you know, whether you love him or whether you hate him, it's the same with Gerard, isn't it? At Rangers, it's not only about the players you've got; it's about your man management, but also having been in those situations and, and mm. being able to talk about it. So we've got our cup match, FA Cup, um, not this Thursday, Thursday after, um, which is sort of like a bonus match, isn't it? We entertain Chelsea at home, so you know that's guaranteed, isn't it? Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll give a good showing of ourselves. But when you've got somebody like a Rooney, I think that's where you're now getting the extra 5, 10, 15% from on the pitch. And that's the difference between a nil-nil draw or a one-nil win, isn't it? Mm, and, it is. And- Fully. And 
in the transfer window, me and Corey obviously were talking last night, you know, three out of the five, I would argue, that Derby brought in yesterday were because of Wayne Rooney and Wayne Rooney's connections. Would we have got those players in otherwise? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, you've just brought me onto a point. Again, I, I was going to mention this and then we need to mention Saturday as quickly as we can. But you're right, you know, the FA Cup, I, I mean, I suppose in some respects, Barnsley are sitting there wishing that this fixture was two weeks ago when, when Frank was still in charge rather than than to shell in charge because, you know, who knows what's going to be the case now. But like you've just said there, I mean, credit, credit to Barnsley, like you said, 12th in the 12th in the championship, which is as probably as high as they finished for quite some time through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. And you, you get your, you get your rewards in, in Chelsea at home. And it's, I mean, it's Chelsea at home. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the owners, the board, the CEO will be sitting because it's, 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 it's a shame the fans can't be there, but it's just Thursday, it's on BBC. People can watch it. It's the money the fifth round yeah. brings because without is. people in the stand. Um, and, you know, it's a season without fans. We played Chelsea away in the League Cup or whatever it was early on. We lost 6-0. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's a, to me, that's an ideal moment to get some of the players on. And it's a reward almost for them, isn't it? Yeah. To, to measure yeah. yourself against what should be one of the best teams in, in, in Europe. We still hang on to the fact that the last time we played them in round five, we won. Um, yes. Which, which is really good. And um, I saw a stat the other day, completely irrelevant to this podcast, but Barnsley are still the only team to have won on their two consecutive visits to, um, to Liverpool. So our last visits, we won them both. Mm. So, you know, we'll probably get the 6-0 again, but there's still one stat that's in our favour. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, yeah, no, think, you take it. Tell you what, if you're fighting for your lives at the bottom of the championship, it's probably a game that you think, don't really want this. Money's great, mm. but you don't want injuries. But when you're sitting 12th, it's actually a luxury to say, just go out and enjoy it. Just yeah. go out and see what you can do on BBC. A- so, absolutely. Yeah. F- fully agree. I mean, we had... Just to mention, you know, uh, the third round we we drew Chorley away, and then our entire first team and under twenty threes came down with coronavirus. So we put an under eighteens team out. Um, obviously, we ended up losing the game. The papers ran it as a big shock. It wasn't a big shock because no, that wasn't was a shock. Leeds clearly... was a shock. Leeds yes, was a Leeds. Shock. Yes, it was. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know, like you say, you know, those kind of games when you sat in mid table. Not necessarily nothing to play for, but when you're not when you've not got pressing matters, we were bottom of the league, I think, Corey. Um, when when Chorley rolled, when we went up to Chorley, or certainly twenty third, twenty second at least, we were in a, you know a bit of a pickle. So those, it, it's not. Whilst it's great to draw those games for the crowd and for the TV and for the money, like you say, sometimes you don't want those fixtures when you've got other other worries. Exactly in a short but, season with you know often two games already. Um, yeah. It's it's no, but it's it, it's good and it's it's a reward for the fans, I suppose. You know, I don't know about Derby, but you know, a, a, a vast amount of people have bought season tickets, knowing full well they might not be able to go to Oakwell and watch them. Mm. Sort of back the club and the fact that we, you know, we we win Norwich and now get Chelsea. I think it's a really really nice reward, and it should be, you know, well, it's better than watching EastEnders and and, and whatever else is normally on the BBC, isn't it? So I'm happy. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think to be fair, Corey will probably be able to back this up I think certainly even League Cup FA Cup we've been knocked out by a top four Premier League side out of both competitions near enough other than Chorley this year for like the last three or four I know we've had Man United two or three times we've had Chelsea at least twice in the last five years you know they are great but like you say it all depends what battles you're fighting in your in your yeah. domestic league and yeah. it, it really is and you know I'm not under any impression Chelsea is a wounded beast and they will come out showing their manager, you know, why they should be playing. Um, the chances of, you know, finishing in the top four or Champions League or whatever, if that's ever going ahead. So um, I'm sure they'll want a final at Wembley FA Cup. Um, so they'll, they'll, they won't send an under-23 under squad up to play this. Um, that'll be a full-strength squad. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. But ultimately, after the, um, the derby match on Saturday... Yeah, so great segue, Carlo. Um, uh, obviously, we will have now a match before the um, the Barnsley game. But, you know, what, what, 
when we go to turn that game on, um, are we expecting a feast of goals? Are we expecting sexy football? What, what are you looking for uh, from a Barnsley perspective from this game? And, and, and when we turn the game on, who do we need to watch out for? Um, it'd be interesting who he plays. Um, listen, um, the, the spine, the goalkeeper, he seems to be changing. So ignore the goalkeeper, but the, the back three almost choose themselves in the last few weeks. Uh, of Anderson Halleck and um, and Civic, Mowat in the middle will draw up front. That, the spine will, will be the same. Um, listen, you've been out. Of, you've you, you've become the masters of the one nil victory. Um, and Barnsley, um, if if you look at the stats, Barnsley are very productive with the ball against Norwich. We had twenty seven percent twenty seven percent possession of the ball, but we won one nil because I think and and we have we, we create a lot of chances. We just can't finish them. Whether the signing of DK will 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 change any of that, I don't know. Probably not instantly. But what has shown is obviously Derby had a difficult go, uh, team to, to to score against. So my reckoning is uh, probably I reckon a single goal will settle this, and who will score that goal? I don't know. You've got, um, we, we said it earlier, Kazim Richards, obviously, um, you know, he's got five goals. Woodrow, Woodrow's got 11. It's how are Derby going to deal with that high energy, high pressing? You'll find that your players won't have a moment on the ball. The moment they get the ball, there'll be two or three Barnsley players around forcing them into making a mistake. And we use that high press so that when we've got the ball, we don't have to travel to the other side of the pitch. We're there. Somebody can take a shot, somebody can put a, a, a crossing. So, um, Barnsley matches, when we stick to that game plan, have been really, really entertaining, despite some of the results. Um, but looking at what Derby's been doing, and I, I, I don't expect a goal fest, no. Um, I expect a 1-0. And, I, you know, um, you're the ones that have been hard to score against in the last few weeks. We had a 2-2 draw. Um, we've, had, we've had a couple of losses as well. So it'd be interesting. It'd be very interesting. Jason, with, with four on the bounce and uh, you know, obviously a bucket load of new signings, what do you think of a what do you think Derby's going to show up with on Saturday? I mean, I don't know if you actually saw the team sheet got announced tonight. It did. It did. Um, but four out of the five players that couldn't we brought play. in last night couldn't play because they weren't signed in time. So the one that did come in was a centre-half uh, and he was obviously on the bench. I mean, we've won three out of three. Um, we're, we've kept, I think it's something like seven clean sheets in the last 10 games. You, you're not going to change... Too much, and we've brought in two centre offs, Carlo, in in the yesterday. So we needed to, you know, we needed to. We did need a little bit of strength. We've lost a couple of players. We were very threadbare, but you're not going to change it just for the sake of it. And I think what we what we have what we kind of did yesterday was we brought in. I, I thought it was a smart window for Derby. We we brought in. Okay, they're not the greatest of names, but we brought in what we needed. Uh, probably not on great huge money because Derby aren't working in that side of things anymore. Unfortunately, we, we have in the past and we failed. We're not working in that. We're working with loans, as we mentioned earlier, Carlo. A lot of a lot of teams up and down, you know, around the world are because of finance, football finance at the minute and finances yeah. in general. Um, so actually, I think Derby did some. They needed to plug certain gaps. Uh, they needed to bring in our bench. For, for quite some time, Corey, you would agree, has been weak because we've had few injuries. Um, we Obviously, we've let a couple of people go as well in January. So it's even weaker now, uh, or it was. So those those five that have come in, I mean, I would argue, Corey, probably none out of the five are necessarily first teamers. But you have picked up a couple of centre-halves, a midfielder, a winger and a striker. So that strengthens your bench straight away. And Derby look a completely different opposition. Because one of the things that we've seen is when uh, Derby have been in front, it's not been too bad. Because you don't necessarily need to bring the substitutions on to make a huge change up front. You can just bring your defensive players on. But when Derby have struggled uh, in games and they're behind, or you know, they're, chasing, they're nil-nil and they're chasing... Derby have had to bring on 16, 17-year-olds on, on and hope for something. Now, I must admit, since Rooney became permanent, that's happened, Corey, hasn't it? You know, two or three times we've, we've rolled the dice and it, it's, it's paid dividends for Derby. But obviously that's not a way of certainly dragging yourself out of a relegation battle. That's not the way of pushing yourself up the table. That's not your way of getting yourself playing any better. So actually what Derby have done is, is consolidate nicely the the squad 
Um, and yeah, they'll get obviously they'll get opportunities. And same with any signing, they might hit the ground running at Derby. Who knows what you get? But I think Derby are a lot stronger than technically in in terms of squad. They're a lot stronger than they were before the close of the window. And of course, performance wise, you know, Derby at the minute are in in some great form. Um, and obviously, Bos, it, it's it's a difficult game. It, you can't can't argue that it's, it's another away game. Uh, that you know, Derby's like Carlos just said the way that Barnsley play. We struggled against Rotherham two or three weeks ago because whilst they probably didn't have quite the same qualities as Barnsley, they had the same work ethic and they really closed Derby down. And we, we really struggled to to combat them at, at all. So and. Of course, we we don't need to mention the, the previous fixture between the two this season where Bosley did practically exactly what Carlo said and what we expected and, and turned Derby over. Derby are a different beast, don't get me wrong, but obviously we've not seen the new lads. We've not seen too much of um, Derby's fighting spirit under Rooney, I wouldn't say, because we've not necessarily been behind in games and, and that's a part of it that we've not seen yet. We don't know quite... Oh, yeah, we've, I, think, I think I think the way you put it, Jason, Darby's they've got a lot of grit. They've grafted a lot. Mm. They've put a lot of hard work in. But I don't think, like you say, they've not been to the point where Darby have been behind and they've had to, you know, yeah. let's pull our let's pull our pants up, pull our pants yeah. up. That's, you know, let's let's pull our socks up here and 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 go out and you know, let's that's, that's something grab this I, game. I, and that's something Barnsley's learned this season. A couple of times we've been behind early goals as well. You know, away away at Chef Wednesday. 14 seconds, I believe, and one nil down. Um, and, and then to go on a win. The other thing I think what Valerian Smell will look at for this match, so we play you on the sixth. Um, in 11 days, we've got four matches in 11 days. So that's a week and a half. So I think he will use it as well, um, where he will, especially for the league, those players that we're used to seeing will play there. I think for the Chelsea match, he'll, he'll probably make some changes to rest some of those players. And they'll not like it, but let's face it, the league is is, is your bread and butter. Um, and I, I, the, the thing is as well, isn't it? You can look at the previous fixture, but I think you're a different beast at the moment. Last time it was a, you know, it was a, can I say, a ram that was about to be put down because really yeah, it, it was, was just, it run its course, hasn't it? And now you're yeah. like a little spring lamb that's nicking results left, right and centre. And that will be a different challenge again for the head coach to, to, to deal I, with that. And I think, you know, Carlo, you're also unfortunately playing Derby at a good time because Christian Bielik's out been injured. And since he came back into the team, which was just after Barnsley and Derby played the first time, he's been probably arguably the best player in the championship. And, yes. you know, he's now out with a second ACL injury in two years. So unfortunately he'll be without him. So again, Jason, it'll be interesting to see how Derby cope without um, without really the talismanic Christian Bielik in midfield. It will. And uh, but, I mean, one, of the, one of the other stats that we've got, and I know me and you have discussed this many, many times, and Derby fans will agree with us. It, if you could... I think Derby have had a lot of change out of teams just recently because the likes of Swansea, the likes of uh, Bournemouth, and they've played into Derby's hands. They've not sat 11 behind the ball. They've... they've Given Derby, they've given Derby a bit too much not not respect, but they've played their own football, and Derby have got a style where they can pick them off. Whereas the likes of Rotherham and, and, and Barnsley and other teams that they've sat behind, they've grinded, they've pushed Derby, they, they've they've got a, you know, a solid base, but they don't mind ratting. Derby can't have, have struggled to play that way. One thing that I would say, and I know we've said Corey, you know, Derby's battle and grit. It's not great, but the battle that type, we don't, we don't like that type of performance. Out of those five players that we signed yesterday, um, they're all above six foot three, all five of them, uh, and, and they don't mind getting stuck in. Lee Gregory, let's face it, knows how to get stuck in. He's a nasty, he's not a nice player. From everything else that we're reading about the others, they've got strength, they've got grit, they've got that something about them. That was the one thing that was. If, if you could pinpoint something from Derby that was lacking, that's what was lacking. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting all five to come straight into the, the team. We mentioned that earlier, Carlo, and I don't because I, that's just not what they've been brought in for. But when they're in and around training, you know, you train with somebody who's who's twice as strong as you, you're going to learn because you've got to. Right. It's the that's way right. that you are. So I'm hoping, over the, again, this development period for, for Derby over the next couple of months, 
if we can stave off relegation, which I think we're close to doing now, um, could could work wonders for Derby. Um, but it, it's interesting. One, the, the Achilles heel that I could see from Derby, I think they've kind of added to that in the window, which makes them an, an all-round solid team. And then it just depends on pretty much same as any other day, how many of those 11 turn up on Saturday and, and want and want to put in a performance. What, so, what, what you'll have to fight when, when, when Barnsley get the ball and they start playing their game is um, the two Kellums down the side. You've got Kellum Britain, who's probably the bargain buy of the season. Ball from MK Dons, absolutely fantastic, whipping the balls into the box. Down the other side, you've got Kellum Styles, who is um, a lot of fans and journalists are saying probably... Uh, apart from John Stones, who obviously started at Barnsley, is probably the most talented player we've ever seen. Um, and I think the midfield is where the battle is, because Barnsley likes to play the ball on the floor. So it will be in midfield where it, it, it's won or lost. Um, we've got the lock, I suppose. That obviously that's Mowat's position, whether Kane is partnering him, whether Romel Palmer is partnering him or whoever. Um, I think that's where it's, 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 it's won or lost. We won't park the bus, we don't, and we've had problems, we, we, we had huge problems playing Wickham, because they basically, that's what they do, isn't it? Hoof and Hall, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. very much the same, Cardiff, um, a very ugly team to play, no particular yeah. style, you, you can't say, well, you, how does Cardiff play? Well, I'll tell you what they do, they, they lop it and they all key for Morgats at the end of it, and don't get me wrong, that's yeah. what we did, we got a Barnsley player, but I think what you'll get with Barnsley is, that game plan does not go out of the window, um, that's that's our style and that's how they'll continue. And if we don't get any joy down the left, we'll try it down the right, we'll try it down the middle. So it's it's one of them I'm 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 really looking forward to. Um mm. give another one nil to Derby because that's what you've been doing lately. <laughs> it, it it sounds like a fascinating battle Corey, because we play something very very similar. Obviously we've had Belix injury, which is you know really bad for us in, in what we were playing. We've we've had the wing backs bombing on. I mean Lee Buchanan and, and Nathan Byrne for us this season have, have been absolutely exceptional. And since we tightened up defensively since Koku left, you know it, it the focus has been up front and we've actually been putting the ball in the back of the net a lot more than we did in that opening 10, 12 games of the season. So it's going to be intriguing. Midfield battle as always obviously we've just lost unfortunately one of our strongest midfielders in there but that's not to say that you know the people that can come in can't do a job and we'll wait and see so score prediction time guys um Corey we'll let you let you uh, no 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 I'll go first I've not been on for a while um do you know I I, I find it difficult it a lot of it's going to be about you know, how the new ones settle in and injuries. And Beelik's a big, big miss for Derby. He, he kind of was the catalyst for Derby. And I was mentioning to Carlo earlier, Corey, that when he came off on Saturday, obviously after his, after his stretch had off, Derby struggled to adapt and took 20 minutes. And if Bristol City were any better, they might have ended up picking, picking Derby apart and they didn't do that. So, but I expect actually a better team in Barnsley on, on Saturday. So Derby have got to be up to the task. They've got to be up to the battle. It's another test for, for Wayne. I say it every time. I'm not sitting on the fence, but a point away is as good as any for me. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go uh, one, one. Corey. I will go. I will go with a two, one Derby win away from home. I think Derby's tightened up a lot at the back. Um, if one three on the spin, why why should I be negative? We signed Derby signed five players on transfer deadline day, and everyone always sends me messages that says, "Ooh, you're the negative one. You need to perk up." So this one's for you, two one <laughs> to the Rams, Carlo. I'm, you know, I'm in two minds. As you said, predictions. I sort of looked and I thought, you know, two two against Cardiff, nil nil against Forest. It's a probably be a, you know a one one. I'll actually go with the one nil Barnsley win. I think we will score an early goal, and the luck we've got at the moment. That, um, in, in, if you look at the, the top players in the championship, defence-wise, um, two or three Barnsley centre-backs are in there, in Mads Anderson and Michael Hellick, who nobody had heard of, a Polish player. He's, um, he's yet to be dribbled against as well. And what they started doing is the simple things right. Don't take any risks. So um, I'll go for a 1-0. Um, and why not? Because we need to get some points on the board again. Also. Well, that that's... 
that's the lowdown. Carlo, it's been absolutely fantastic. Please, next time you speak to Chris, appreciate he couldn't make it tonight. Send our regards to I him. Um, it's been cracking chatting with you. And obviously, oh. hopefully, we'll both be in the same league next season. We can we can catch up again. Great talking Guaranteed. to you, mate. Guaranteed. Thanks very much. Corey, appreciate always... it, Carlo. All right, nobody's at all. Cheers, mate. Corey, thanks for taking the ship uh, on your own shoulders for the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, I'm That was a ship with a P, right? Yes, that's it. That's the one. That was the one. Hopefully, I'm not going to die anytime soon. So I'll be I'll be fit and fiery. Here's my uh, list of here's my list of (laughs) co-hosts. It's gone. It's gone. I am back and and fiery. Thanks, guys, for listening. That's the that's what we think about Barnsley on Saturday at Oakwell. And until next time, Rams fans, up the Rams. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Rams Review Podcast. We would love it if you'd like to get in touch. On Twitter, we're at RamsReview1. On Facebook, it's Rams Review Podcast. Or you could drop us an email, ramsreview at hotmail.com. Until next time, up the Rams. The Rams Review Podcast are proud to be part of the Fan Hub 100, putting fans first.